Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. And now, with Patricia Raskin Positive Living, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Good afternoon, everyone on the West Coast, or actually on the East Coast, and good morning, everyone on the East Coast, where actually I'm, I've got those times mixed up, but we are 2 o'clock in the afternoon right here on the East Coast, and we have a great guest. Um, our guest is Dr. Bern Wolschlager, MD and author of A German Life. Dr. Wolschlager was born, raised, and educated in Germany and immigrated to Israel after serving in the Israel Defense Forces. He now lives in Miami. His story was told when his children started asking questions about their grandparents. He just started to break the wall of silence and tell them the truth about his beginnings. He needed to express what compelled him to dramatically change his life and finally explore the relationship with his own father and how it was overshadowed by the Holocaust, and that really led him to write the book, A German Life Against All Odds, Change is Possible. Welcome, Dr. Wolfsburg. Are you there? I'm here. Well, good. I'm glad you can hear me. All right. I mean, I can give a synopsis of the story, but Let's have you share a little bit about what happened. I know that your father, you found out your father had been involved um, in, in the regime, Nazi regime, and you didn't know what to do. So let's go from there. Let's talk a little bit about a capsule of the story. Well, Patricia, when I grew up in Germany in the early 60s, um, I had uh, the only knowledge about the past was what conveyed to me by my parents. And um, I knew that a war happened uh, as a child. There was definitely evidence around me to uh, to testify to the fact that something big has happened, i.e. a war. Um, there were, for example, foreign soldiers um, stationed in Bamberg, mostly Americans. Um, and um, I knew that a war happened and that Germany didn't win that one. As a child, you had an understanding about what a war meant in the sense of winning and losing. That's all what I knew. Mm. Um my father told me that he was serving in that war as a tank commander, and um, his friends who came to visit us at least once a year, his old comrades, to celebrate, as they called it, the good old times, uh, or war buddies, uh, they came and uh, telling me stories um, when they get together and celebrating my father as their own hero. So it obviously he was not only a tank commander, he was also a celebrated war hero who was um, who was a 
rewarded the Knights Cross by Adolf Hitler for uh, conquering a town on pushing a city, actually, on a push towards Moscow in 1942. Mm. And um, I admired my father for that as a hero, which I had no question that that would be the, was, was true. And uh, slowly but surely, specifically in contrast to what I then learned about the other events in that war, not only war as winning and losing, but war as murdering of an entire people, i.e. the Jews. Um, when I learned that and heard about that, um, I asked him what he knew about it. And um, from that conflict uh, between what he told me and what I wanted to know, the truth and what he was willing to share about, the, about that time, uh, this created the tension between us uh, that eventually led me to explore the truth, not for my, through my father's eyes, but through my own eyes and through what I learned and could explore uh, around me. All right. So let, let's go back. Let me um, uh, give a synopsis of this. So your father was a German officer sworn to defend and obey Adolf Hitler. And you didn't realize that until later. Now, what I find amazing is that you were not raised as a Jew, correct? No, I was born, uh, raised as a Catholic. My mother was Catholic, um, was actually a very devout Catholic, um, went to church. Uh, that's what my mother asked me to do and insisted that I'm doing it. was an altar boy uh, that went Holy Communion in a very Catholic town. And you converted, after this incident, after learning the truth about your father, you converted to Judaism, which is amazing. Why did you do that? Well, the, the, the step in between, there were many steps. So first of all, the realization father told me is not the truth. Um, and then the fact that my father knew about the horrors of the Holocaust, and that he condoned that, um, which... Oh. Uh, which led me to question my father's ethical and moral um, fabric. And um, it, it specifically um, asked me, raised in my mind the question, why would the Jews be so special and so unique that people like my father, people like my mother, people that lived in that time, um, consider them as enemies of the state, and not only that, uh, trying to wipe them out, always as if they would be, almost as if they would be uh, Vernons. Um, yes. My father referred to them actually uh, in, in a very derogative German term as uh, lower than animals. And, mm. um, and I, I asked myself, what is, what, what's wrong with them? In a very simple and naive question, and that led me to visit Israel, and uh, by my own, and exploring the the Jews, which I never, whom I never knew, the Jewish life, which I never knew, a state which I never knew, and learned from out of guilt and uh, and and shame came respect and interest in uh, these unique people. And on my return to Germany, I um, I approached the Jewish community in my hometown which uh, allowed me to uh, be part of it in a sense of serving them as a Shabbos Goy, and, uh, meaning as a non-Jew who's helping them during Shabbat. And uh, during a process of seven years, um, the participation in that community led me then to, uh, to be an active participant seeking conversion, and seven years later I converted to Judaism. Interesting. Did you marry a Jewish woman? Yes, I did. I, I emigrated to Israel um, two months after I converted, uh, without my parents' knowledge. Uh, 
actually the relationship with my parents dissolved uh, during the seven-year period of time of searching and and exploring. And um, I started a new life in Israel um, and uh, literally uh, trying to rebuild a new identity, leaving mm. behind, or that's what I tried at least, leaving behind uh, my past, which I tried to escape, honestly. Did, what about your relationship with your mother? Well, my mother was a was a unique woman. She, first of all, she had a different attitude towards the war than my father had. She uh, she witnessed the horrors of the war uh, out of the perspective of a German refugee. She had to. She was born in Czechoslovakia and it, as an ethnic German, and with the advancing Soviet troops, she had to flee. Um, towards the core territory of Germany proper, and um, her family left behind, literally had to leave behind everything, including villa and, and merchant business, and she experienced the horrors. Uh, for her, the war was a horrific event, and uh, she never glorified it as my father did. So this was the positive side about my mother, but on the other hand, she never um, admitted that there was any guilt uh, that Germany had or anything that need, Germany need to forgive for because she always said we were all victims. Uh, not only the Jews have the right to be victims. Um, she tried to be a go-between between my father and me in maintaining the family peace, um, often in vain, and um, tried to build bridges which eventually um, were broken and torn, torn down. Yes, because eventually she went with your father, of course. So when you when you left the family, in a sense, you had to leave both of them. That is correct, and that yeah. is the most. Do you have brothers and sisters? I had two sisters, uh, a younger sister who is three years younger than uh, I am, and uh, she still lives in Germany. And I had an older sister, with whom I never grew up because she was 10 years older than I am and already left the house before I even had the time to develop a closer relationship to her. Um, she, uh, with her, I was reunited uh, after my return to Germany for my first visit in 2004, and uh, she died two years later. From her, I heard a lot about these stories that I never uh, had the time or the opportunity to listen to um, she knew much more about my father, and she told me much more about him. And from what I gathered, his complex past and, and personality um, led me then to explore um, my father's life and my own life in order to conclude that journey, mm. uh, to make peace, uh, to, to make amends to him, even though he was dead yeah. and I returned, um, yeah. and, 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 con- and close the circle of life. What do you think uh, you gained from him? I mean, he obviously had a very strong role. He was a strong influence. So if we look at forgiveness and making amends, what were some qualities that you probably have that he had that were positive? Well, first of all, you're correct, Patricia. I'm my father's son, and I can never escape that, even though I tried to escape and even concealed it from my family uh, for many years who my grandfather, who my father was, who their grandfather is. Um, but uh, I inherited from him a certain stubbornness, uh, feroci- ferocious attitude towards uh, life, exploring it to the, living it to the fullest, and uh, exploring it uh, in all its variation and shape. So I, I got this strong character for my father. But what I also learned from him is... Um, 
that you should never acquiesce and um, and what I learned from his example that you should never howl with the wolves and succumb mm-hmm. yourself to the rules of a regime and serve um, in an evil regime yeah. without questioning and asking. What I so you learned on both sides. You learned that the strength the, and you also learned what not to do. That is correct. Um, I think what I the biggest grudge I had with my father that he was unable to um, stand up and um, and question, which I knew happened in the in the, during the war uh, as a unique twist in my life. Uh, I actually grew up in the house uh, that belonged to the in Bamberg, uh, a beautiful city in Bavaria, and that house that I grew up we lived in the first floor. In the second floor lived the widow of Count Klaus von Stauffenberg, mm. the German colonel who tried to assassinate Hitler. In the yes, 20- we've heard about him, and he's been that he's been written about. Absolutely, and in that house I grew up, so I knew the contrast. There is something else happened. I knew that as a child, and that my father had choices that I knew later on. My father had choices, not necessarily to, for armed resistance, but for questioning. There were a wide, a wide variety of opportunities and options, even for German officers, to say no. And um, he always said yes. He did what he was ordered to do and never questioned it. All right, my guest is Dr. Bernd Roschlager, MD. His book is A German Life, Against All Odds, Change is Possible. This is a very amazing story. A doctor's secret growing up with a Nazi father, Dr. Roschlager, now a Jew by choice. He was born the Christian son of a World War II German tank commander, third-generation warrior who received Germany's highest military honor, the Iron Cross, which was pinned on his uniform by Adolf Hitler himself. And uh, he dis- we discovered that his father was a decorated Nazi war hero, and he was dismayed by the legacy of the Holocaust, rebelled, converted to Judaism, and even immigrated to Israel. The goal of his story in this book is to educate and share the different perspectives on a story that many people think that they know. Amazing, Dr. Walschlager. I mean, what an amazing story. Have you come to peace with all of this now? Do you feel, is there still that angst for you, or is there some peace? Well, one should never say definitely, but I, I must say that I came to peace with myself by making but being honest and making amends to my children who never knew about that. Um, just about 2004, I disclosed to them um, who their grandfather was and uh, tried to explain to them why I felt ashamed to talk about him for so many years. And um, we together embraced the past. We actually traveled to Germany and I showed them where I was born and my my parents where they're buried and um, wrote about it and dedicated my book to them so they understand that their family history is a family history of contrast. They are born Jewish, uh, they are raised Jewish, uh, they are Israeli citizens, um, and their father was not. Um, but that there is not necessarily a contradiction, but there can be a symbiosis. And um, as such, I feel comfortable in my own skin. I'm not ashamed or angry or resentful anymore. And um, live not with a dual identity, but with a with a integrated identity of both worlds, um, which allows me to see things from different aspects and angles. Yeah, which is which is so amazing. Now, when your father passed, how did that how did that occur, and what was that like for you? 
When I immigrated in January 1987, um, he considered my departure as betrayal. Uh, and he actually explicitly said that he lost, that I'm not his son anymore, and that he lost his yeah. son. Um, he died six months later from cancer, which my family blamed me uh, for his demise, that uh, the stress and the pain that I caused uh, triggered his death. Um, and it, it shocked me in the sense when I heard about his death months later, um, it was painful because it was, he is my, he is, and not only was, but he is my only father that I will ever have. And, um, it triggered in me, uh, contradiction and feelings, contradictory feelings from love and care, which I experienced by him. He was a very dedicated father when I was young. He taught me how to shoot, how to hunt, how to mm-hmm. handle her rifle. Um, he did a lot of things for me and was very active in my academic, uh, curiosity and uh, an upbringing and fostered me but on the other hand they had that he had this other face this other ego this different person ego and um i had to come to terms with that and as such mm-hmm. i look back not in um, anger or in resentment but in a certain um in a, in a way to look at him as a, a father who, with whom I would have had maybe a different relationship if he would have been able to open up. Mm. And yet, as you said, you gained so much, you know, in terms of your own strength. I mean, converting to Judaism, that was quite a large decision, uh, you know, in the face of your family. What have you learned from being a Jew, Dr. Walshleiber? Well, I learned to not only embrace a religion, which is, um, don't misunderstand me, it's an easy part. You just change your um, your religious affiliation and you follow the rituals and then you're um, uh, literally in heaven. Um, that's not, not what I did. Uh, yes, I embraced a different religion, but I embraced a different culture. And I embraced a culture which has given so much uh, to the uh, to the. I would say the ethical and, and cultural development of, of, of the Western world, therefore we said Judeo-Christian uh, history. Um, and um, I've learned and what I've understood from embracing this culture and religion that there is a responsibility for everybody, and not only for me, to live up, live life to the fullest, a responsible, responsible living, living with a goal in mind to improve the world as it is today and not how it should be in, this, uh, in, in heaven or in, a, in, 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 in an abstract afterlife, but today. And uh, to be respectful and mindful in, as a active participant in that world. And as we say in, in Hebrew, tikkun olam, the betterment yes. of the world, the repair of the world, is something that is an obligation that we all have, and um, we all as people, and as such as coming from two worlds, uh, bridging the conflicts as possible, as much mm-hmm. as we can, and, and improving this world, and yeah. not repeat a mistake. Well, and there's also um, Tikkun Olam, but Tzedakah, which in Judaism is, is kindness, is giving back, is, is doing some goodwill for people. Absolutely, and uh, I think that's a universal value. That's not only a Jewish value. As, 
can hopefully um, and for me understanding the the uh, the two different worlds or different worlds allows me to be also critical towards what I'm seeing around me in my world and uh, and reminding people that we should always strive for improving we should always strive for building bridges um not necessarily holding our other cheek um, when we were beaten on the in, in the face, but uh, but um, standing up for what we believe, but also being tolerant. Um, and in our time, specifically now, um, this is, seems to be just such a strange attitude because people are locked into confrontation and um, not willing to see the world as it is, as a complex world, not as a complicated world, but as a complex world where we need to live together and work together. And not sing kumbaya, but uh, but learn to to recognize our differences and respect them, but still work together. So important. How does your work as a physician tie into all of this? You know, we're one person with many facets, but it all comes together in what we're doing. So, where does this fit in your career? Well, I think I chose my career, hopefully, not as the motivation to uh, to be uh, rich and famous, because then I probably wouldn't be a family doctor, <laughs> but uh, to, uh, to make a contribution to, um, to others, uh, not self-sacrifice, that's not, that's not the goal, but uh, to help and contribute to the betterment of others by offering expertise that I, that I required, and I think as such, to look at yourself as a healer and as a physician is the most rewarding because you're dealing with people. Um, and uh, these interactions of dealing with people can be beneficial for both parties involved. Um, and I have learned as much as I could from my patients as well as learned from me. And that's the most rewarding part of, of being a healer. And, um, and as such, I see my profession, and maybe I chose my profession because of my inner conflict and struggles that I had uh, that led me to change and reach out and, and change myself. Maybe that's the reason that I um, was so attracted and am still so attracted to, to, to be a physician. Yeah, which is, which is wonderful. What's your message, Dr. Walschlager? What would be your message for people reading this book, for people listening to this interview, what is it that you want to get across? Well, the subtitle of my book, which I've chosen, is Against All Odds, Change is Possible. And um, that is um, a sentence that, that calls for action, uh, that we can change at any time. That doesn't mean you have to become a Jew. That's not what I implied. That was my personal decision, which I made out of specific circumstances. But to change, change is possible for every person. Um, you're not condemned um, for the, to be the way you are. Um, you can change the world around you. You can stand up um, um, and, and make a point that what you believe in is not necessarily what others tell you to believe. And I think that's uh, for us as, um, as human beings, specifically now in the times that we're living in, should be important um, that we can change um, and we can make a difference. Each and every of us can make a difference and should make mm-hmm. a difference. Um, and hopefully um, that everybody feels fulfillment in this world by making a difference in his or her own world. Right. And that we can make peace with our past, no matter what it is. Uh, that is a requirement in order to move forward. Uh, unfortunately, um, we don't. 
I'm not pessimistic, but I, I when you look at conflicts, uh, intractable conflicts, as uh, we often see, the unwillingness or the refusal to um, to reach out and to be courageous and say we have to stop. Um, that is far more difficult than than standing up in in, in a battle gear and uh, and screaming for blood. Um, I have great respect and admiration for people such as Martin Luther King, uh, Gandhi, uh, Nelson Mandela, um, who nonviolently stood up and said, "We have to come to terms. We need mm. to build." And we don't have to go to war to do that. Um, it takes um, one person to stand up and then another person to get rid of the message and another person to, to spread this message. And uh, um, we need to learn that. We need to recover those um, ideas, um, which unfortunately we don't often do. We prefer to be uh, considered the conflict as it is as in many places of the world it is right exists right now well, and also as you've alluded to every person counts don't think your voice isn't heard and you get well, you're one person but you can get other people involved we all have to be proactive uh, absolutely Patricia. and that's a, something that people often forget i can make a difference um, yes you can uh, everybody can make a difference and uh, in, in their own world, in their own immediate environment, if you would all do that, um, that could be a much better world that, 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 uh, we, that our children can live in and in which mm. world they should live in. And uh, hopefully um, we do that. Um, I'm a little bit concerned about <laughs> what's happening right now, but uh, mm. I, never, I never give up hope that this is possible. Um, and uh, there are many courageous people and many people who make a difference every day. If it's working in a soup kitchen or being a famous politician, everybody can make a difference. Thank you so much for coming on the program, Dr. Walsh Lager. Really Thank appreciate you. it. Uh, and stay on the line. My guest is Dr. Bernd Walsh Lager, MD. He was born and raised and educated in Germany. He immigrated to Israel, served with distinction in the Israel Defense Forces, and now lives in Miami. He's a practicing physician, addiction specialist, and author. And uh, he discovered that his father was a Nazi war hero. And uh, dismayed by this, he converted to Judaism. And it's an amazing book. It's called A German Life Against All Odds, Change is Possible. And you can log on to agermanlife.com. Dr. Walschlager, thank you for being on the program. Thank you so much, Patricia. Goodbye. Uh, stay, on, uh, stay on the line. All right, folks, remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know that you can make your dreams come true and that you can turn your obstacles into opportunities and your problems into solutions, which is what we're hearing, and how you can make peace with the past. Again, you've been listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living, right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. Talk to you next time. Bye for now. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 